Destiny Christian Centre presents Dr. Jerome Inekwe. Dr. Jerome is a dynamic and gifted communicator who teaches the Word of God with authority and power. We invite you to listen and be blessed by this message. Father, thank you for this opportunity to gather around your Word. Thank you that the entrance of your Word brings light. Thank you today that entrance will bring light into every heart and every life. I thank you for the grace, the unction and anointing to speak your word. Thank you also for anointing every person here with ears to hear, to understand, to perceive and to do what your word is saying. Holy Spirit, you are welcome. We acknowledge you. We welcome you. All afresh upon us. Do what you do best. Thank you that you will touch, you will teach, you will preach. And whatever is wrong, you shall make right. Father, for all that shall take place, we give you praise and we give you glory in advance. We declare it done already in the heavenly realm, so shall it be here on earth. So we thank you in advance for it all. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said amen today. As we have been praying and as we have been speaking and as our prophetic word for the year speaks, we have been homing and recognizing the necessity of God's spirit in the things that we are doing. That's the foundation and the precursor of the month that we will be teaching in April about how the anointing flows and works. And so we've been praying this week and our series this month is being spoken about how we are shaped by God to serve the nation, serve our church, serve this generation because we were born for purpose. The key I'm making here is that we cannot accomplish any of these things by our own strength and by our own ability. Because we know if we try in our own strength and our own ability, and if you know, we're likely to come short. We're likely to mess up. We're likely to have a few Ishmaels along the way. But thank God that he has not left us by his own. He has equipped us. He has provided us with something, the spirit of God, which releases the blessing of God, which invokes the anointing of God to get the job done. Hallelujah. As we've been praying this week, we have been pressing, drawing upon the Spirit. I want to take a moment to look at this passage of Scripture. Because this is a passage where one man encountered the Spirit of God, encountered the anointing of God, equipped him and shaped him to serve his generation, to serve the purposes of God. Equipped him, plucked him out of obscurity, plucked him out of average, plucked him out of the daily routine, plucked him out of just living a life that was, in the, that was just average and normal and set him into a place where he began to change the course of a nation and shake the kingdoms of darkness for the glory of God. And he did that and God was glorified through his life. So we're going to study just this passage because as God anoints him and equipped him to do, there were certain things, certain effects that showed up in his life that I want us to draw out here today because I believe by the Spirit of God the same is going to happen in this house. The same is going to happen in your life. The same is already happening. Say amen, somebody. That it's already taking place in your life. And this will be like a, a marker in the sand. So when it takes place and when it happens, people will think, why you? People will wonder who. People will think, are oh, you lucky? Ah, nah. Tell them it's the anointing. Hallelujah. Because God is no man's debtor. First Samuel chapter 10, it says, Then Samuel, he took a vial, a flask of oil, and he poured it upon his neck. He kissed him and said, is it not because the Lord has anointed you to be captain over his inheritance? First Samuel chapter 10, we are in verse 1. He took the flask of oil, poured it upon Saul's head, kissed him and said, 
has not the Lord anointed you leader over his inheritance? I pray this morning that God's spirit would come upon every one of us here today. God's spirit will fall afresh upon your lives, afresh upon you. And just as it came upon Saul, I prophesy it's coming upon you even today, even right now, even in this moment, in the mighty name of Jesus. He poured the flask of oil upon him, and it was symbolic of the anointing of God coming upon his life. In the Old Testament, when people were separated for God unto service, when people were called by God unto service, they were anointed with oil. They were anointed. An external oil came upon them, anointed them. And that was symbolic of God consecrating, God separating, God endowing them and equipping them for works of service for the glory of God. Hallelujah and amen. I believe this week, even as we have been praying, the picture I saw of God was a flask of oil being released over this house, being released over your life. And that anointing coming upon you, equipping you, endowing you, empowering you, singling you out, separating you again, marking you out. You know when sometimes you bump into someone, people look at you and they say, have I met you before? I, I, I'm pretty sure we've met. And I, you, your face looks familiar. Oh, smile real big because that's the anointing going to work. It's that <laughs> blessing. They've been looking at you. I don't know why I'm doing this, but I just feel to bless. I just feel to say this to you. I just feel to let this go. I just feel to let this happen. I just feel to give this to you. They normally don't do this. They shouldn't do this normally. Oh, glory to God. They shouldn't do this normally, but you know, I just feel to do that. It's because something has come upon you. The God has kissed you with oil, has released something over you. And even though it might not look tangible to you, it might not look visible to you, or like it was in the Old Testament when it came upon them of old, something shifted and something changed that people couldn't look at in the same way. Are you hearing me today? They couldn't encounter them the same way. Oh, hallelujah. So for you today, I declare the same grace, the same oil falling upon me. Hallelujah. We're going to sing Let It Rain in a minute, but I, I, I see rain. Oh, glory, glory. Yeah. I see rain coming. I see you down. I see you empowered. I see you equipped. I see you going forward in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Oh, can we see from the scripture here today? Very quickly, well, some things happened. Five things I'm going to pull out here that happened. Very quickly when Saul encountered this. He said, verse 2, when you go from here, when you depart from me today, then you shall find two men by Rachel's tomb, by the border of Benjamin and Zelzah. And they will say to you, the donkeys which you are looking for are found. And know the father now has ceased caring for the donkeys and now has become concerned for you. What took place, first of all, when that anointing fell on him? The Bible says, you go forward and you shall meet some men. You shall meet some men. You shall meet some people who will begin to speak to you, who will begin to say certain things to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Number one, write these things down. Destiny helpers are showing up for you. Divine helpers are showing up. People that will be connected and somehow will do something for, somehow will change, somehow will invoke some things. Hallelujah and amen. Hallelujah and amen. Hallelujah and amen. Some say, well, how can that be? You see, 
God can use even the craziest things to bless, to bless his people. Elijah was in the desert and God caused a raven, which was one of the stingiest birds alive, to feed a man of God. Are you hearing me today? A raven, even when his children are hungry, will feed itself first and leave his children. You think, what kind of animal is that? What kind of parent is that? Who will look at their children starving and feed their belly first. And if there's any left, will bless their, even their own sibling, their own offspring. That's the raven. That's the kind of animal that God says, when my spirit is flowing, I can even touch that stingy animal and change it to provide for you. So if God can touch a stingy raven, don't you think he can lift up somebody to help you? Come on, shout hallelujah. Say in the name of Jesus, I receive my help. Come on, say I receive help in Jesus' mighty name. The donkeys you were looking for, the donkeys you were looking for have been found. Number two, restoration, recovery of that which was lost, recovery. We're running very quickly here. Recovery, recovery, restoration of whatever was lost. The whole purpose of his journey was he wants to set out to find things that were lost that belonged to his father. After Samuel anointed him and kissed him and broke that flask over his head, men began to find him. Men began to look for him. Men began to seek him out. Like a heat-seeking missile, they began to be attracted to him. Hallelujah. Can I talk to some of our single people in the house today? After this anointing is coming upon you, you just get ready. You're going to have to choose. You're going to have to choose some, get rid of some dross because there'll be, there'll be, oh, mm, mm, mm. Hallelujah. You're going to have to turn some folk down. You're going to have to say, wait a minute, let me have a think about it. Let me get through Henry. Let me get through Malcolm. And let me get through Jimmy. And then I'll come to you. Form an orderly queue, amen? And, 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 and when I have time, I'll find you. I'll get through Jemima. I'll finish talking to Leela. Let me just see how Sheila is. And then I'll finish talking to Samantha. And then I'll just put them all across the table and I'll pray and ask the Lord. Amen. You're not going to have to chase things. People are going to chase you. You're not going to have to fuss and fight for something to happen. They will accomplish you. He said, you shall recover. Lost donkeys. Shall restoration. Let's move very quickly. Verse 3. Then he said, you shall go forward. You shall go forward from here. You shall go forward from here. And you shall come to the plains of Tabor. Someone say, I'm going forward. I'm going forward. Number three. Remember, this all happened after he was anointed. After Samuel blessed him and the anointing fell on him. He said, you shall go forward. I prophesy an end to stagnation. An end to frustration. An end to stationary work. And no more paddling your feet and you're treading water. Doggy paddle and you're not going anywhere. Hallelujah and amen. Move forward in your career. Move forward in your business. Move forward in your ministry. Move forward in the call of God. Move forward in the anointing. Move forward in signs and wonders and miracles. Move forward in promotion. Move forward and acceleration in your house and in your business. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And every cobweb, oh yes, every, hallelujah. Who was it that had that vision? A cobweb strand and the spirit of God was blowing them and dusting them away. And it's like every cobweb that was in the corner of the house now is going to be blown away. It's dusted, it's finished, it's gone. And behold, you're going to come through in Jesus' name. They'll find you. They'll salute you. Glory to God. And they'll meet you going up to God at Bethel, carrying three goats and another carrying three loaves of bread. 
and another carried a bottle of wine. What does that symbolize? Number four, divine provision. Divine provision. These men showed up, but they didn't show up empty-handed. These men showed up, but they didn't show up empty-bellied. These men showed up, and they came carrying things, carrying things, loaves and wine and goats and meat. Praise God. That symbolizes divine provision. Father, I pray let divine provision find people in the name of Jesus. And you shall come to the hill of God in the garrisons of the, of the Philistines. And it shall come to pass when you have come there to the city, you shall meet a company of prophets coming down from the high place with a psaltery and a tambour and a harp and a pipe. And before them, they shall prophesy. And the spirit of the Lord shall come upon you and you shall prophesy with them and you shall be turned into another man. Hallelujah. Number five, what took place? Spirit came on. This is all as a result of the anointing. Saul anointed for service. Anointed for his task. Anointed to be king. These are all things that showed up immediately after him. It said the spirit of God came upon him. Bump into the company of prophets. They shall be prophesying and the spirit will come upon you and you shall prophesy with them. You shall prophesy with them. What does that mean? You said you're going to break barriers. You're going to do new things. You're going to enter into new experiences. Enter into new realms. New levels of anointing. New levels of authority. New levels of power. New levels of dominion. Prior to that, we have no record of Saul prophesying. We have no record of him being able to speak. But up until that moment, there was nothing in the scripture put down. But once he encountered that anointing, the Bible says he opened his mouth, he opened and began to speak, and he began to prophesy. And a saying, a proverb came up after that, saying, is not now Saul amongst one of the prophets? Man, they're going to speak about you. They're going to write proverbs about you. They're going to say, is this one not the one now that is rising up into greatness? Prior to that, they just thought he was average. They just thought he was the son of Kish. They just thought he was a Benjamite. They just thought he was from that family. But the spirit came upon him. He turned into another man. He broke barriers in his family and did things that others thought could not be done. He was turned into another man, another woman, another child of God. Hallelujah. Lift your hands up and say, Father, I receive today your anointing, your spirit upon me to break barriers. And I receive grace to do things I couldn't do before. In Jesus' mighty name. Yes, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now look what happened. This was this, this verse struck me this week as I was meditating on this. The final script, the final verse, just after that, verse 6. The Spirit shall come upon you in power. He will prophesy with them. Be changed into another person. Verse 7, look at this. Once these signs, and let it be that once these signs are fulfilled, the NIV says, New King James says, have come upon you. You shall do as the occasion demands. For God is with you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
has happened now, once that is in place, once you're flowing in that mantle, he says, now go forward. Do whatever your hand finds to do. That's what the NIV says. Whatsoever you place your hands to do, now God will back you up. God will be with you. God is for you. God is going to do it with you because he's already anointed. He's already put his stamp on you. He says, now go forward now. And whatever the occasion demands, whatever the occasions demand, he says, do it now. Do it with power. Do it with anointing. Do it with prayers. Do it with grace. Do it with gospel. Do it with convenience. Because I'm not doing it by myself no more. He said, God will be with you. God will be with you. God will be with you. By my spirit, hallelujah. God will be with you. Hallelujah. So upon that now, this week you go forward, you're going, you're doing things. He said, now whatever the occasion demands. You see your friend at work, coughing and spluttering and fearful they've got coronavirus. Say, come here. Come here. I command this in the name of Jesus to end. Do whatever the occasion demands. He said, for God is with you. You hear them fearful and crying about their children and afraid for their teenagers. Say, do whatever the occasion demands now. Do whatever the occasion demands because God will be with you. Because God's hand is upon you. Because God is going to back you up. Because God is going to be one with you. When you move, God moves. When I talk, God talks. When I pray, God moves. When I worship, God comes in and inhabits. It's no longer I that lives, but Christ that lives in me. And the life I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God who died and gave himself up for me. Hallelujah. Touch your neighbor. Say, you're not just looking at me by myself. That there's something with me. There's someone behind me. There's someone upon me. There's someone working with me. I'm doing it with God. So whatever the occasion demands, do it now. For God is with you. Hallelujah. When you go into that exam now, whatever the occasion demands, do it now. For God is with you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Where they predicted you average C, no A star. Someone received that here today, if you're not. Where they predicted you just a mediocre pass, your distinction. Your first class honors. Hallelujah. Whatever the occasion demands, do it. For God is with you. Whatever the occasion demands, do it. For God is with you. Whatever occasion demands, it says now, do it. For God is with you. Hallelujah. This is speaking about our oneness with God now. This is what Jesus was speaking about when he understood and he began to say, I can only say, I only say and do what the Father tells me to say and do. The one time the Bible says again they took up stones to stone him. He looked at him and said, for which miracle now do you stone me? For which one of my miracles do you stone me for? They said, we're not stoning you because of miracles. We're stoning you because you, a mere man, claim to be equal with God. Oneness with God. Oneness with God. For whosoever is one with God, is joined to the Lord, is one spirit with God. Are you understanding me? So now when you move, it's not just you, it's God that moves with me. When I'm led by God, whatever the occasion demands now, you're led by the spirit. You go with God. God is going with you. God's already there. He said, I'll back you up because you are one with him now. You're one with him. Hallelujah. I'm one with him. Hallelujah. Galatians 4 and 4. It says in the fullness of time, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, 
poor under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, so that through that we might receive adoption. We can be adopted heirs and co-heirs and joint heirs with Christ. So he treats you, uh, this is going to blow some religious minds here. Shake your head, just get ready, just get ready. So the revelation is going to come, so I need to shake my head so I don't allow the religious cobwebs to blow it out. I don't allow the religious mindsets to stop it now. Are you ready now? Dust your head, dust your head. Shake your weave, shake your weave. Sorry, ladies, I'll leave you alone. Shake, shake your lovely head. Brothers, rub that bone, that, that, that shiny bit. Just, just get, get, get it ready, get ready. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. That he will treat you equal with Jesus. That he would treat you one and the same. Hallelujah. That he would do to you exactly how he would do to Jesus. That's what oneness means with God. That's what sonship means. That's what heirship means. That's what being a co-heir with you, with Christ means. Are you listening to me today? Which one of you parents with your four children, five children, seven children, some of our folk are blessed, man. <laughs> with your one, which of your children? With your 20 children, say amen, somebody. The ladies are not receiving that. They're not receiving that. All right. You line up your children, and you go one here, one there, one there, one there, and you treat this one better, and you treat that one less, and you prefer this one, and you prefer that one less. That's, that, that's not that don't work. As a parent, as a heart, as a, as a natural parent, your heart is to treat them equal. To treat them one and the same. To treat them as one. And what you do for you is what you want for them. There's no way you would want this for Jimmy. And then for, for Henry, you decide, well, you just go and live in the kennel outside. He's got to eat at the king's table. Is that right? He's got to be privy to all of the same blessings of the house. He's got to be privy to all of the same grace that you enjoy. He's got to be privy to, listen to this, to all access, equal access of your inheritance. Yeah. Is that fair? Yeah. If that is how we, being evil, know how to give good gifts to our natural children, how much more now will our heavenly Father, how much more now will our God not treat us one and the same? Someone say, come on now, shake your head, shake your head. Get, 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 get rid of any religious complex, come on, say I am one with Christ. Come on, say it. I am one with Christ. Yeah, come on, tell yourself, I am one with Christ. That, that, that means you're worth something. That means you're important. That means you're valuable to God. That means you're valuable in this earth. That means you're shaped for significance. That means you're worth something. You hold your head up high. Come on, say it one more time. I am one with Christ. So whatever was not good enough for Jesus is not good enough for me in this earth. God never made him sick to teach him something. Therefore, he's not going to make me sick to teach me something. God's not going to make me broke in order to teach Jesus something. The Bible says whenever he needed, he said, go and fish. Put out the first fish that shows up. Open its mouth and take the money that you need. He says, he, even though he was rich, for our sakes became poor so that we, through his poverty, might be made rich. Are you with me here today? Whatever was good enough for Jesus must be good enough for you today must be good enough for your child, must be good enough for your family, 
must be good enough because you are one with Christ. Are you listening to me today? If you receive that, give the Lord a hand clap. Give the Lord a shout of praise. Give the Lord the best shout and the best praise. Come on, shout out to God. Shout hallelujah this morning. Thank you for listening to this message and we trust that it has blessed your life. If you would like any further information about Destiny Christian Center or you would like to partner with us and help us take this gospel message around the world, then please contact us at www.destinychristiancenter.org.